0: Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories and insights from business owners. My name is John Cassie-Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local federation of small business membership advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have Tim with us. Hiya, Tim.
1: Hi, John. How
0: are you doing? Uh, Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you giving your time over for this.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for
0: asking. Excellent. Excellent. So tell me a bit about your business.
1: Uh, well, I'm in the marketing industry. Um, I help qualified experts and professionals uh, with what they're going to say because you know, everyone's got great products. generally. well, most people have got great products. Everyone thinks they've got a great product, um, but yeah, you know, given that the product is good and it can solve a problem and it can help people and there's a need for it, business owners find it very hard to actually articulate this. You know, if they've been there right from the inception, it's it's impossible for them to see it. From the outside, as the rest of the world sees their product. So, I help them with what to say and how they're gonna say it. That normally translates into videos, uh, some design and print, um, maybe some email marketing, that type of thing. But, um, you know, I'm not into SEO or pay per click or, you know, analyzing algorithms. I like to keep it old school, a bit tangible uh, as that's why I mentioned design and print. Um, but yeah, I'm very much into video. I used to do a lot of dance music production and club DJing, which I don't anymore. So video is a nice creative outlet to keep that, keep that thing going.
0: Excellent. Sounds a bit of a story there. So how, what's your journey to starting off this business?
1: Well, I've been in business since, uh, well, um, since I was 18. So what 34, 34 years now. And, um, I always loved marketing. It was always the best. It was always good fun. Uh, I think when I was about 22, I bought two brand new, remember the Vauxhall Rascal, the Bedford Rascal? Oh oh yes. Yeah. I bought two of those brand new, um, it Hartwell Southampton on the Avenue. If anyone knows the Vauxhall dealer, well, actually it's probably a Jaguar dealer uh, on the Avenue in Southampton Bought a couple of brand new vans from there. H Reg and, uh, Brand new vans, and we all know new new cars and, and new vans have beautiful new paintwork. Well, I put them straight into a body shop and had them rubbed down and resprayed a fluorescent yellow colour. <laughs> uh, this was just one example of the, the sort of marketing I was doing. But when I was 22, was was just making the van stand out. You know, everyone's got a white van, and used to try and make the the van stand out with 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 with, with great stickers and great livery. Well, I thought just make the van stand out itself, make people look at the van. Then they're going to see your logo, your message, your business, you know, your phone number or phone numbers, whatever it might be. Um, So I've always loved marketing. I've had various different businesses and um, it's always been the fun aspect to me. You know, I'm not, I hate getting down with the figures and things. I love creating things that people see. I've always been interested in what makes somebody buy something and what, what doesn't make them buy, which is another subject.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. So let's say I've got a business. and I'm thinking I would like to get the word out there about my great product. Where would you start?
1: I'd start with a simple question of like, why should I buy from you? You If I'm your ideal target client, John, I've got plenty of choices. I can go anywhere within reason. Um, why should I buy from you? What makes you different? Can you give me that I can't get anywhere else? Why should I look forward to doing business with you? What's special about your product? How can you solve my problem more quickly or more uh, affordably or at better value? It's not always about price or speed. It, you know, it's just, some people just want it the, best, the best possible solution, however long it takes. It depends on the product, obviously. But, um, you know, we try and find what is different about your product and make that central to your marketing. And it could be something that, that you think is completely normal. Uh, so you wouldn't have told me, but when we do some digging, it's, John, that, that is, I've never seen this before. What you've got there is incredible. That's what we need to be shouting from the rooftops about. That's what we need people to be saying when they refer you. That's what we need people to be remembering you by and 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 um, you know how they think of you, you know you think of you think of certain companies and you think of certain things. Um, you know Aston Martin have just got this cool brand going on, haven't they? And and, and they're you know they're, I mean obviously their designs are, are incredible for their cars, but they're just you know you see people in Ferraris, and uh, some people aren't that respectful. You see somebody I'm trying to keep it keep, keep it clean here, but you see someone in like Aston Martin generally it'd be. Oh, nice car, nice car. But people in Ferraris don't tend to get that. I don't know. I mean, they do, but you know what I mean? They're, they're yes. more like to get, get a bit of abuse from somebody. When well, an Ashton Martin, right? I don't know if that's because we're in the UK, but you know, different brands bring different things. And um, it's all about, for me, it's bringing out uh, what it is about your business that's different from the others. Because you know, people get, well, rarity value is something that people will pay for. You know, Apple make laptops. A load of people make laptops, but people pay four or five times the price for an Apple laptop. And if you don't know, you've never had one, you won't see the difference. But once you've had one, you'll know that it's a much cleaner, more reliable, smoother or pleasurable experience.
0: Right. Uh, you and you know, make it sound so easy to find that message. I'm guessing it's not always, it's not to the business owner.
1: Yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes you just have to you have to make something up. I don't mean I don't, I don't mean that's trying to trick anybody. But um, when it's because uh, quite often I I work with business to business services, so there isn't anything tangible going on. If it's a consultant, you know they're not producing anything. We can't just take their product and change the colour, uh, for example. So, um, but but if you've got a if you've got a service, it's easy to add something and tweak it instantly and change it. Uh, So you deliver it in a different way Uh, it could be delivering it in the same way But talking about it in a different way, you know, you've got all these beer manufacturers that brew their beer in the same way But one will come along and say oh we filter the beer and we do this and we do that And and they talk about it in their TV ads. Everyone else says, "Yeah, We all do that. Yeah, well They're the ones that are talking about it. You remember um mad men Oh, yes from the 50s yeah, uh, set in the fifties, a New York advertising agency on um, uh, Fifth Avenue. Uh, Don Draper—that's the, that's the character. <laughs> cool as you like, always smoking. And they have—I um, forget—I uh, forget, the, forget the cigarette brand they've got in. Um, but they're trying to find a point of difference uh, because there's a lot of bad publicity coming out at that time about cigarettes being poisonous for the first time ever. In, you know, And um, so what they're doing is uh, he asks the, the, the execs from the cigarette company, how do you make your tobacco? You know, how do you make your cigarettes? And, they, and one of them says, I haven't got a clue. And the father says, shame on you. And, and he says, look, this is what we do. You know, we pick it, we dry it, we lay it out in the sun, we toast it. And Don goes, you toast it. Right. All the other cigarette brands are poisonous, but your cigarettes are toasted. And they go down and they go down a route of talking about, you know, their cigarette brand being toasted, but it's the same as everyone else. But they just found something and spoke about it. So sometimes you do have to um, use something that's already there. Sometimes you have to create something brand new. But more often than not, it's finding something that's already under the business owner's nose. You just can't see it or doesn't think it's special. Uh, often people can't see it because they're on they're on in the inside looking out, but when you're on the outside looking back in, it's easy to see something that the business owner hasn't spotted and and then then make him realize that that's valuable because most products have got some value in them. It's just finding it, bringing it out, making it more valuable and making it desirable because it's really hard for the owner of a business to talk about their product in a way that a consumer would find value in it. Yes, so, That's why I think marketing companies, you know, are important for business owners because they, 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 they give the business owner that external perspective that they can never get on their own. You know, I find it really hard to talk about my own business. Yes. I think about marketing all day long and then a client says something or a a person I work with, say a a graphic designer would say something to me and um, more often than not it's a client, but they will say something to me and I think I've never thought about it like that before. Like Tim, you give me the confidence to go out and sell my products. Really? Okay. Well, hopefully, yeah, but I've never thought about it like that before. So, external perspectives, I think are vital.
0: Yes. I'd agree with you on that one. Yeah, absolutely. So if I'm a business owner, what one simple thing could I probably add to my marketing mix that would make all the difference?
1: A call to action.
0: A call to action. So expand on that.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I think when you look at marketing, you think of, social media posts, videos I used to think of yellow pages adverts. I still love that it was <laughs> simple back then phone and a yellow pages ad and a van with some telephone. but, um, in the nineties, but, um, there's so many places. Yeah. The, the internet's been fantastic, but it, it, it means there's so many places to put your marketing now. It's impossible to know where to put it, but wherever you're going to put it always use a call to action because most Pieces of marketing don't tell you what to do at the end. They could be great. I even see this on TV ads. I mean, TV ads have got the luxury of uh, you know, just creating awareness for a brand. Yes. Maybe, without actually you know, go here and do this right now or after, yes, while you're watching this ad. You know, don't watch the next TV ad, go to our website. Um, so the most common call to action is call for more details. Just putting, yeah, expecting people to ring you up. Hi, I've just seen your piece of marketing and I'd love to do business with you. That very, very, very rarely happens because uh, you haven't probably given them enough reasons. So I like to give people a small step that they can take in the middle of the night on their phone. If they're, if they're, if they're in, the, in, in their bed at 2 a.m. on their phone, what can I give people that they can take a step forward? Because if I've got, if my client's um, piece of marketing says call cool for more details and it's 2 a.m., they can't do anything. If you say that seventy percent of the seventy-six percent of the time, your call to action is useless, based on nine to five, five days a week. So, you, you know, what can you give somebody that's going to make them more um, more familiar with your products? Going to make them trust you more? Uh, going to get them uh, closer to realizing that you could be the person to solve their problems and you could have the right product. So you could show somebody a video. You could show somebody um, <clears throat> some more of your work. You know, taking somebody to your website is, is is okay, but most websites are like online brochures. They're not. I think a website should just be a sales page, really, but they're not. Um, so, uh, taking somebody to your website might not be a great idea. It might be if you've got a load of examples. Giving somebody a load of case studies or testimonials or what other people have said, which is a hundred times more believable than what you say, is a good thing, but. You know, just setting setting somebody up. Say, using the words like uh, watch, subscribe, uh, buy, visit, um, download. Rather than call for more details, give give people something they can do and that they can do 24 hours a day. Uh, and then that call to action, again, should have a call, another call to action on it. You've always got to be giving people the next step. Otherwise, it's a dead end. You've taken somebody down a dead end. And they don't know what to do unless they're going to take the initiative and Google you and find find your details. And again, people have got their own problems and their own um, things to worry about. You know, so it, it, you've got to make it obviously as easy as possible. This is this is obvious stuff, but you know, everything has to be easy. You know, how easy are you to be contacted? How easy are you to be remembered? Uh, to be talked about? Um, doesn't, you know, so so. Making everything easy is very important. And having a good call to action makes it easy for people take next, to take the next step. Fabulous. You know, if it's difficult, they probably won't do it.
0: Right. Let's see. We can put you on the spot here then, Tim. Let's, let's get you to um, share right. your contact details and give us a call to action.
1: Call to action for me. Okay. Um, right. Well, the call to action for me would be to, uh, if you like marketing and you like, you know, um, this is my book. Uh, Your utterly Seductive Proposal, 50,000 word, 200-page book, which you can buy from my website. However, you don't need to buy it at all. You can download a free copy from timcoe.com. Um, so I would say visit my website and download this book, timco, That's timcoe.com. And um, that's easy to remember. So I think my, my, um, my call to action is download my book, or visit my website to download my book.
0: Excellent. So I know yeah. what I'm doing after this session.
1: Yeah, I think if you can give people a reason to do something, so if you can give people something, they're more likely to do it. You know, you know, visit X Y Z and watch this video on how to. Rather than watch this video, yeah, you know, watch go and watch this 90 second video on how to do X Y Z. Rather than go and watch this video. All
0: right. So excellent.
1: Making it. Making it um, uh, what's the word? specific yeah.
0: yes so once somebody's downloaded your book how would they contact you maybe to start a conversation about uh, your services
1: it's all at the back of the book i've got contact details in the book. So books <laughs> you should always have a call to action um in every marketing tool um so it does have contact details at the back there uh, a picture of me from about six years ago um if i if i rewrote this now I would have a big call to action in the book. Um, so at the time I didn't understand calls to action as much as I do now or their importance. And I just see a lack of calls to action everywhere. Most marketing tools have, don't have calls to action. And the point of a marketing tool is to get somebody to respond and take the next step. So why wouldn't you make it as easy as possible for them to do that? So um, yeah, I would have a, I'd have a whole page or a double page uh, all about an offer that somebody could get. I mean, another word for a call to action is an offer. Or, or should I say an offer is a powerful call to action. I prefer to think of it like that. You, yes. can have an offer, you can have a call to action that doesn't mean a thing, or you can make it really good and turn it into an offer. So it sort of rolls into one. My call to action is this, which is actually a good offer.
0: Fabulous. So thank you ever so much for sharing your story and the, uh, some tips about standing out and the powerful call to action. My
1: pleasure.
0: So Thank I'm going to go you very t- much for having me. Oh, it's been a real pleasure. i am got to go down, download your book now, but we're also going to make sure your details are on our website. So Thank
1: you very much.
0: people can okay. contact you that way. Yeah.
1: That's great. John. Thank you very much for yeah. having me. It's been good
0: Thank you, Tim. Thank you. So if you know of any business owners or entrepreneurs, that would be a great guest, please do send them my way. And until next time, talk to you soon. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as advice on how to deal with serious negative publicity along with up to £10,000 of insurance to assist you with the major public relation crisis. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk